Hello and welcome to Tomb or Tome. I'm your host, Daryl. I'm Liz. I'm Ian. We should change the name of the show. <laughs> to, uh, you, I think you said that two weeks ago. No! <laughs> I've, I've literally been up for 12 minutes, so... Like when, I, when I texted I'm up, it's because I rolled over, saw that you said stuff, and said I'm up. What yeah. a time to Ian, Ian always has to wake up, record a podcast, then go to work, so he's never in like the highest of spirits. <laughs> it's either that or you get sleepy, Daryl. Now we're repeating jokes. Okay, so we are three siblings that are writing books. We're already like knee deep in nano, and we were supposed to record last week, but we decided to take a break so we could perhaps work on our books some more but things have happened and we uh there's been some developments or there's been one person making developments and two people have started to spiral down it's sort of like the inverse of last year where at the end of it like i had taken two weeks and i didn't write more than i think like 100 words meanwhile ian and liz were doing well but here you guys are going down <laughs> you got some explaining to do. Um, my explanation. What happened? Do we, do we want to give our word counts? Well, real quick, we're supposed to be at 36,600 today. My word count that I'm at currently is 23,100. Mine is 1,964. Almost at 2,000. Yeah. Mine's at 4,279. I think I wrote like 300 since the last podcast. Mm. Yeah, I I feel like I wrote 300 as well. Did you guys want to cover your 300 words? I can do mine fast. I just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and rewrite some stuff. So I did. Oh, that was mine is that they were, so they had went to the swamp side and they like basically ran into a monster that's living in the swamp. Is this, what is this monster? Did you describe what it looks like? Uh, it's like an undead humanoid that has basically been drowned for a really long time, so it's all bloated and its skin is falling off. And it's kind of like the girl Ooh. from The Ring where she has her hair covering her face, so it has long, dark hair covering its face, and it crawls around on all fours. And, mm. uh... I was writing it at work, and I kept paranoid looking over my shoulder, thinking someone was coming behind me, just watching me write, like, get out of my swamp, in all caps. (laughs) They're like, oh, Shrek fanfic, huh? (laughs) I I thought you were saying, like, you're looking behind yourself, and there's that character you're writing, like, staring at you. (laughs) So what, what happened, guys? Like... Is, did anything particular happen, or are you just like, I guess I'm done with Nano this year? Uh, I just feel like since, well, I mean, you've been writing this whole time, but I feel like since the momentum died down, and then pretty much every day after work, I, I have this mentorship I'm doing, so every day I either am preparing stuff for that, or I'm actually doing it. So it's just mm. a bad month. Yeah, same thing, bad month. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I I suspect that for our the the, the podcast at the end of Nano, it's going to be all we're going to be in the same place, or you guys will, right? Like it's just not Nano year. I mean, I, just... I might I might write more here and there. Or... It's true. You did get to a scary swamp woman, lady thing person. Yeah. No, someone that works randomly going to be like, so what happens? <laughs> what, what happens to Shrek? When does Donkey come? <laughs> no. So me, I've written 19,000 words since we've last spoke, and my book is currently sitting at 98,000 words total. 
And I had messaged these two about this where I'm like, do we just do a podcast or like I just talk about things that I've noticed while writing my book? And I guess we, we may as well. This might be our last podcast for this nano, depending on. No, because I'm going to have more things to talk about. I don't know. We'll see. Because <laughs> I, I need to finish this book. And so I'm I'm reaching a breaking point. I had said before, like, if we made it halfway through nano, I would know, like, how well I'm going to be doing. And as to be expected of me, I'm far behind schedule. And it's really starting to hit me how much work I'm going to have to do. Because every day in my book, is it like a chapter? And so it's like the 15th. And then that's my chapter. It's for the 15th and the 18th. And that's that chapter. And so I finish six chapters in a, in 18 days in November. So, you know, of this nano, it took me 18 days to write six chapters. And I have 16 chapters to write in seven days. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, I just, I'm doing the math. I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> just keep recalculating. Like, yeah, it's like rents like a million dollars. And you're like, how am I going to make When this? I make seven dollars a week. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not that extreme. <laughs> it feels like it, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm going cuckoo. I'm like, I just gotta start writing garbage. Because <laughs> I'm like, technically, as long as I get like every day filled in with garbage, I'm like, it's a complete book, right? <laughs> I mean, it is. It just needs a ton of editing. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just trying to find ways around that stupid bet I made. But that was the point of making the bet, was to light a fire under me. Yeah. And so I've I've been listing down a whole bunch of things that I wanted to talk about, or that like I've noticed while I'm writing it. And so far, my short-term goal for last time, that I wanted to complete by the 15th, and it's now the 22nd, is I wanted to finish up February that month, and then go one day into March. And it's the 22nd, and I've done that, guys. I did Yay. it. Two weeks later, I hit it. Big goals. Which is like, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I told to you guess that. Yes for the goals. <laughs> that is a weird fundraising campaign, gas for goals. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people could participate. And so last Nano, when we did that before, like I couldn't even get one month done. And so now I've got like one month and two days in. So I'm like, hey, this is already like a bigger success than last night. And I'm not done yet. But it's still a lot of work. And so what I've what I've done is so far I found out like since I have 16 more chapters in my book, I've already cut two of the chapters because I'm like, oh, I can just like combine these together. Even if it ruins my day schedule where I'm like, I have at least one of every day taken care of. I'm like, you know what? It's better to look at the substance of what I'm writing rather than like going for this weird symbology of like that every day is covered. Oh, yeah. Like but, every day of a year. That is a that is a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ian Yeah, Clark. I was very confused for a minute. <laughs> I thought it was maybe you like patting Parker's belly. <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> Sounds like a big old drum. (laughs) (laughs) And so going through this, I've already hit a point where I'm like, I, I, before I was like, I'm running from a good place is really fun. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm just like, I'm frustrated writing. Like I can't wait to feel inspired to write or like interested. I'm just like, I just have to keep pushing forward. And I take note of like, when I have interesting ideas, I'm like, oh, I do want to expand on this a little more. Like, uh, Natalie's cousin Trey, at the beginning of this nano, I was like, maybe I'll cut him, but I found something interesting that I want to do with him. 
and I more or less kept it on the same track that was going before, but like I, I, I pulled back on it. It's one of those things where it's like, once you get to what happens, I can maybe describe it in more detail what I would be trying to go for. But I, I like what ended up happening with him here. And he goes to Virginia Tech and Natalie goes and like visits him twice in this book, once for Halloween and then once in March for uh, before spring break or on his spring break, but not hers. And it's interesting writing because I was forcing myself to write through that. And there's a point where like she gets into his dorm and she drops down her bags. And I start describing it because I didn't describe the dorm back in Halloween, like uh, October. And so I was describing some of it. I didn't like any like the feel of how it was going. I had another character just come into the room so she could talk about another person. And then I was like, I, I just I shouldn't be writing more people into the story. They're just like vestigial. They're not necessary here. And so I, I like all that stuff still in my book, but I'm like, I don't like any of it. I won't cut it all. Whereas when she gets to the party, I like what I started off writing there. And I like how like the discussions there transform because it, it feels like stuff that supports my book. You know, it props it up rather than just like spreads it out further. So I'm like, what am I trying to say with this or that? Mm-hmm. But uh, I can I can trace back like where my frustration starts with my book back to the end of February because uh, she ends up like everything that I was writing I was writing when I'm like I I, my head was in a good space I knew what I was trying to do there or I liked what I was like the strands I was pulling at like I wasn't writing anything vestigially yet you know any kind of excess that I could just cut whereas now I'm just writing excess that I'm like I'm just gonna have to shave this all off later (laughs) but at the end of like February she like goes on a walk with Hayden I got to a point where I was like is Hayden going to tell her that he likes her? And that was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to have to like sit down and try and digest because I never had a point in the book because Natalie herself isn't big into being like, I love you. Like, I need this person. I mean, the stalker itself is very big in saying I need this person in my life, but they're not big at like, I, I didn't write anything about them like confessing and it being a big deal for them to confess. So it's not an anime. <laughs> well... <laughs> It's funny because I was, there was one point in the book where I was writing where I'm like, I'm going to like confess to Jake or something like that. I'm like, that's, that's not like an American. You're not like, I'm going to confess to you. Like I'm going to actually, yeah. Because that's what I was trying to think about Hayden confessing to her. And I'm like, would he say that he liked her? And I'm like, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I had to keep writing through that scene. And I could, I didn't know how to end it. I just keep going because I'm looking for something interesting to like that I can pull from later. And so it just kept, the scene kept going on. And I was just like, ah, I just, I'm just going to end it here. And the last line of it is God, what an awful day. It's <laughs> oh, no. like, that's truly how I felt with that day. Not February. Yep. And then later that, like night i was laying in bed and i was like oh i could actually maybe i should switch it over to this so it's not about them like butting heads and confessing and stuff but instead maybe she does like something like nice with him and then she starts to 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 feel his pain or his sorrow or he does like confess to her and then he's she can't return the feelings but she tries to comfort him because she knows that pain and that sorrow and she wants to like because March is all about her wanting him not to kill himself because he killed himself at the end of March. And so it builds up nicely to March where she's like, I don't want him to feel bad because feeling bad is the worst. Mm-hmm. 
But since I can't, like, I'm not in a mood where I'm like, oh, I need to go back and edit February until it feel, like feels good. I just have to keep pushing on. I'm just, like, now I'm at a point where I'm just writing a lot of stuff. And I, I don't know how much of that is, is necessarily good. And it's a lot of, like, very few descriptions. a lot like, I went here and opened the door. Wyron said. Wyron <laughs> said. No. Like, back to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you said you didn't outline, the, like, these remaining days that thoroughly, right? Yes. Yep, that's exactly right. It was one of those things where it's like, I know I definitely want this to happen. Like, on Jake's birthday, which is the, the next day I'm going to have to write after I finish this one that I'm currently on, she's going to have to press him on some things, and they're going to get into an argument, which will carry over into her family life where she yells at her sister. And as, like, the thing that I was trying to think of, I'm like, what do they do though on the birthday like what are they where are they gonna be at what what would jake want to be doing with like his friends and stuff and how is natalie gonna pull him aside to talk to him so that they can get in an argument yeah and that's what's been difficult too is that's why i've been writing a lot of like excess scenes is because i need to buffer my the bullet points that you had mentioned like everything that i have for all these days i'm like i don't know how they get there i know the core of the argument that's going to be made for each of these characters and stuff. But I'm like, how do I get them to that place in which they argue? Yeah, that's how I always do outlines. I always just do bullet points without really... Yeah, where you're like, I want like like this surprise to happen like in your spooky book where it's like, the twist of the skeleton guys is this. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't know how to form yeah. this. Do you do that, Ian? Do you write like or are you like very thorough at the bullet point like you start off in the morning people eat breakfast and then they go out on the road no i uh i like to just like come up with stuff for that filler like as you're writing yeah you just let it yeah and see that's what i was thinking is like i'd be able to do that here but like i was saying before is as the book gets closer to finishing like i don't feel compelled or as interested in those scenes anymore because i'm like what am I trying to do? I need to get it someplace because I already feel like the book's long. And it's one of those things where like I, I still can't let myself let it necessarily get longer, which is kind of ironic because so far all these chapters that I've been writing have been the longest out of the entire Whoa. book. Like um, most of the days before, like uh, the entire months, it's like September is 11,000 words, October is 11,000, November is 12,000. And when I finish up February, I'm at 17,000. Oh, wow. And I fit, I finished one day in March, and it was almost 5,000 words. And there's four more days of that left. So it'll be almost up to 20,000 if I continue, like, at that pace. Yeah, jeez. It's exponential. <laughs> yeah, that's been a big problem, too, because I'm like, I need to be narrowing it down. But, like, when they start arguing, I'm like, I can't just have them say, it's like, this is my problem. And then it's like, end scene. It's like, they have to organically, like, when she was arguing with her cousin, I'm like, this is really neat, and I really want to like, like paint more of a picture here. And I can't, I can't just have them like end the argument and then go on to the next chapter. Even though sometimes that is what happens. Do you ever worry about your dialogue sounding too stiff? I think about that all the time. Or <laughs> I'm like, is this how someone would be talking? Um, I sometimes I worry about because so far I've been writing, and I feel like Trey. His voice isn't as distinct as I would want it to be. I don't. I don't feel like it's like necessarily too stiff. But then again, I'm like, I, I feel like I've never had very natural prose <laughs> ever. So, um, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. 
I think if anything, I'm I'm worried about just like the voices not being distinct enough. Like that's my big thing, not necessarily synced. Because uh, I I have a lot. They use a lot of like ums and uhs and filler words and like okay. Mm-hmm. But my problem is like a lot of people say okay, and I'm like, does everyone say okay in conversations? Are there some people that like avoid okay? Yeah. What about you, Ian? Do you ever feel like your dialogue's too stiff? Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm having a hard time following the conversation oh. it's kind of it's kind of like i'm listening to a podcast i'm just kind of zoning out listening <laughs> ian's right now just downstairs doing he's dishes. listening to it live <laughs> yeah he doesn't realize he's part yeah, of that's it that's nice i'm just listening the twist is you're here <laughs> oh no <laughs> ian's like what are we talking about <laughs> Uh, no, I guess the, the thing I'd worry about dialogue is sometimes I'm worried that it all just comes from, it sounds too much like my voice. Oh, mm. yeah. But then again, I don't know. I'm the one writing it, and so. Yeah, I do worry about that, too, sometimes, where it's like, my thing is, like, I feel like my prose is a lot more, uh, I worry about it being my voice too much rather than, like, the, the dialogue to me. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like prose is kind of supposed to be. To a certain extent. Yeah, but I I think the like qualifier to that, like the asterisk, is that it's not interesting enough for people. It's like, oh, more of this his kind of writing. Whereas I want to be like, oh, this writing's really interesting. And so it's just like, oh, he's just like constantly saying, I walked downstairs and then I opened the door and then I went outside. He's constantly saying, Oh, Iron said. Yeah, it's like I I just don't know how to get around that. <laughs> um hold on, let me look at this. <laughs> this giant page of bullet points. <laughs> yeah. This outline for this podcast is more fleshed out than for your book. Well, Liz, I think that's probably too accurate. <laughs> it it is. <laughs> because as I was like writing last night, I was trying to think of things that um it just were popping out to me as I was writing. I'm like, oh, this is a problem. Oh, this is a problem. Oh, I gotta like write about this. Like, how, how difficult it is to write, like, when I don't have a, a clear vision in my head. Like, it just, it really does feel like pulling teeth. Where I'm just like, ah. It'd be like if I asked you guys to write a six-paragraph story in three minutes. Uh. You're like, you could write stuff, but then I'm like, but everyone's going to read this that you know. And you're like, oh, I'd rather not. Yeah. But I mean, I, again, like, this is going to be edited. Not everyone's going to read this. But it's the fact that you just have to sit down and write stuff that you don't even want to, like, look back at currently Mm. one of the other big things that i've been noticing as i've been writing to at least with the characterization of natalie which was interesting like this this came in tandem with the scene i was changing about trey her cousin is that i'm making her less mean the stalker is being less mean and they're being less perverted as this as the book's going on like they're, they're, they're still getting bad but like in my head i pictured them being different than they are and like sometimes i'd write down like future scenes and like uh, a lot of the times natalie reacts she says something and then the pros will have her reacting to it like she'll be like what do you mean by that and then the pros of her will be like you're such an asshat yeah and that was another thing that i like i i bolded asshat i'm like is this a common term in 2009 i'm not sure or 2010 that's gonna be something i gotta look up (laughs) (laughs) but i was having natalie like do those kind of thing like uh her criticism a lot and as it's been going on like i i I ended up deleting quite a bit of some like other bits of criticism that i was like this is too mean 
this is too pointed there's a lot more scenes of like her like um not reveling but engaging more in like the perverted side that like the, the stalker does where it's like they they follow this person kind of a thing because it, they, they want like sexual gratification from them is the their ultimate end goal and as i've been cutting that stuff out I, I wonder if i've been doing it because i'm trepidatious of how of of the readers follow through with my book that i want them to hang on until the end because i'm like i'm still four months out from the very end of the book and i don't want them dropping off here when things start to get worse and so the way i've been thinking about that i'm like i don't want them dropping off because i don't want them thinking that natalie's like too irredeemable or too far gone or too bad like at this point in the book you're supposed to be like she should be doing better she needs to be careful more like she needs to be careful or like i wouldn't do that kind of a thing rather than like you you criticizing her and wagging your finger I don't know, a lot of people like American Psycho, and Patrick Bateman is not a good person. <laughs> See that whole That's book? The, the, one of my things, though, is, like, you start off, like, in the beginning of that book, aren't you like, wow, this person isn't, like, great? In the beginning of American Psycho? Yeah. 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 Whereas, like, my fear is, like, the where you're writing a book, and there's, like, a character that's going, like, downhill, and they're becoming a bad person. It's like, this is what I'm, I'm doing here. But the thing is, there's no other characters like in the book, like or perspectives like written from like a, you know, a first person point of view to help buffer that. Mm. And you say you're trying to cut down on some of like her more irredeemable qualities or like weird. Yeah, or things. just like more of her being like nasty in some of the things that she says. It's sort of like last time I had talked about like I'm worried about her being perceived like I have to make sure she's not too nasty because that way you're immediately going to be like, oh, you know, screw her for this. Mm. I guess it's hard since I, I don't want spoilers and I'm not sure what your final message is going to be. Yeah. So it's hard to Yeah, know. it's one of those things where like again, because like you guys haven't read it. I'm trying to think of like something that I may have deleted. I was just like, this is mean. It was basically her saying, like, F her cousin a whole bunch. Like, F him, this effing cocky dude. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound irredeemable. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's why I'm like, it doesn't until you find out what he was, like, what their relationship's like. Where you're like, oh, she's, like, she should be grateful to him, not like this. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I feel like people say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be, it could definitely be a thing where I'm being too, like, cautious, where I'm like, I can't even have her, like, hit anyone without you thinking it's like, that's it. Like, she's garbage. Just throw her out. Like, <laughs> I hate this book. I hate her. It's like, I've been just so careful all the time. It's like, I have to be very soft with the, like, a racism part of my book, where I'm like, you know, I don't want to include any swears. I don't want to, like, turn anyone off or including kind of like strong pejoratives and then i'm like should i include it or should you just like know beforehand that she's probably racist because she's living in like an all-white county and she's not gonna think you know not to be racist Hmm. so you're just doing more dog whistles than anything it's like from my perspective if you include like a dog whistle that's an immediate like apparent that it's sort of like kicking a dog or something i'm like boom that's the one way to make your character like people hate your character and so i've been careful about kicking the dog in like every facet of the the book where it's like like when it comes to racism i don't want her to like kick a dog in in that way where you're like wow she's she's super racist or like homophobia where you're like oh you know if i have her like call someone a slur you're like oh she's really bad but i'm trying to find ways 
around that. And then sometimes like I wonder if I'm being too light because I'm worried about people jumping to these conclusions too fast. But the problem is you still need I want the reader to reach the conclusion in my story. Or to understand that they are this, even if they haven't exhibited it. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not. So you're just basically trying to like subtly hint at the fact that she is like racist, but not kind of. It's it's thinking about like where to put that in or how to slot that in. When again, like I don't want to scare the reader off from her yet. I mean, I feel like that's. I feel like especially something like that. I feel like people give off subtle hints all the time in real life. Yeah. Where they just like won't go to certain parts of town or just say things that are obviously stereotypical, but like it's not a hard pejorative or anything, but it is. It's like, oh, okay, that's how you are. Hmm. I don't know. This is definitely going to be a case after you guys. Like, if I ever read the book, you'll have to let me know when you maybe you reach a point where you're just like, I'm done with her. Or, or, or the scenes where she goes like hard in on someone that I call the transgression scenes. It's when she oversteps her bounds and, and does the things that, like, at the core, what makes a stalker a bad person is this like unrelenting narcissism. And it's like when she's exhibiting that, whether or not you feel like it's okay, like because people do this all the time or you're like, she took it too far and I didn't like her anything afterwards. Well, I feel like those are the types of scenes that would be pretty easy to rewrite later. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't worry about it. Too much. Well, I mean, because you just go in and you just like tone something down or you just like punch it up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd also say like before getting into the really hard lines of being an awful person, she doesn't necessarily sound like a great person. What do you mean? Just I feel like a lot of the times when you describe scenes that have happened with her, it usually sounds like she's being kind of nasty or complaining. Yeah, it's or... it's one of those things where it's like, that, that is a, a really good point that I also like to roll with Rum. Like, she's not like charitable, you know, she's not like, nice but i'm like at the heart of it like a very self-absorbed person wouldn't go out of their way to do nice things for like other people or if they do because you have her internal monologue she's like i'm doing this so like mom will leave me alone yeah like you go into it and you're like you know she's not like a great person she's not like a necessarily one of the things i've been trying to like straddle the line with is i want her to be a person that's like you can see other people finding fun but like having this like unrestricted access to her internal monologue you're like oh you're not that like fun fun mm. or you're you're not like that great of a person even if other people like find you fun or attractive mm. i mean i think also to keep in mind this is this is a, a teenager yeah yes so oh yeah. I, yeah I think all this can be heightened and people just understand that that's you know the age yeah and so they won't you know it's hard to really condemn stupid teens who you know that that's a fair point too and, and that's why sometimes i give myself like leeway with her she's not of the age where she's like i should know better kind of it's still like you're trying to find your path in life yeah another thing that i've been noticing as i've been writing the scenes with like her and hayden is i'm at a point where i'm like hayden's kind of a non-person i'm like that's okay because i feel like I like her friend Gigi is very like flesh out enough and the guy she's interested in has like his own kind of like life i feel like whereas like when i write her and hayden it's like it's still too much from her perspective about it but it's because she is him i'm like you know what that's fine for him to be like this weird like almost like the way he's almost written or the way he feels to me is very like robotic or very like homunculi 
like he's not like a living person it's because he is this shadow of her yeah he's like in literary terms he's just a dark mirror for your main character yeah and i'm at the point where it's like rather than trying to struggle and like flesh him out more it really is just like when she's with him it's like she interacts with him so differently from how she interacts with everyone else because she doesn't have to be nearly as self like conscious about stuff yeah it'd be like if if you met your doppelganger in real life you'd like say really weird things to them because (laughs) you're like you're me you know like every you know yeah (laughs) i know all my you know all my darkest parts your reflection of that this is really weird although hayden doesn't know that she's him so she keeps that from him but that's even weirder then because he's like an unfiltered you know what i mean like he he doesn't have that weird dichotomy of like knowing what's going on so you're just like looking at yourself yeah and that's that's part of the thing that makes like earth seeds got interested it's because she's interested at this point in the book she's interested in seeing what he says about things that she already has like firm ideas on like she gives him like a green day album to listen to and she's like so what did you like off of it like what stood out to you and then like he said he liked this one song that she doesn't like she always skips and she's like it has to be like the only reason for this is because like he he listens to different music and that's you know kind of skewed or warped his brain to think that this song is good <laughs> and speaking of that like it's been interesting like trying to figure out where to draw the parallels between hayden and natalie of like the nurture versus nature it's like how much of it am i like they're the exact same person like at one point they both look over at the same thing like at the same time and then how much do i want to be like that they are more or less different people because they were raised differently in different environments and exposed to you know different stimuli yeah like hayden having an older brother whereas uh, natalie has a younger sister and like Hayden kind of hating his dad, whereas Natalie is okay with both her parents. It's it's one of those things where I haven't really figured out how much I want that to play into the book. Because it's like, I don't want to make like a hard statement one way or the other where it's like, you know, people are just naturally evil like the stalker is. So that, you know, that's nature for you. Mm-hmm. That's going to be something I'm going to have to probably work with more, especially on a reread through that. Um... Just two more things. My prose has been fairly inconsistent and that that this is going to be so taxing to go back through and to work on, I feel like, is because like I use parentheses sometimes and then other times I don't do it because I'm writing in present tense all the time. Like blah, 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 I say. Um, she interjects a lot of her opinions, like I said, after she says something or someone else says something that she doesn't like say back to them, but it's you're reading her initial thought to it. Or, like, a door opens, and she goes, whoa, or something. Like, you see that text, whoa, and she Uh says, a door opened. Or, like, someone came in that I wasn't expecting. And I've been inconsistent with that, and that's, I'm not sure how to go back through and, like, how much to be in her head when those things happen. Where it's like, I don't know what to write sometimes when someone says something that she doesn't like or that she, you know, finds offensive. You know, if another guy's like, whoa, you're being a real bitch today, where it's like, do I immediately jump to her, you know, yelling back at him if it's a scene where she feels very strongly or where she's like, F you, like, get away from me kind of a thing? Or do I have an interjection of, did he just say that? And then she says that. Where it's like, that's been the kind of inconsistencies I've been experiencing. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I, I, I'd worry about this later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the, the last thing is that it's kind of funny, like... 
this in conjunction with the that I'm making Natalie a lot less mean and perverted than I initially was going to have her as is as this book is going on it's definitely getting darker like it's getting worse emotionally as it's happening I'm like I I just I wonder how people are going to perceive this when the first half of this book or the you know the first uh, three-fifths are one way and as this starts to go on it is kind of like someone like falling into depression or falling into madness where it's this constant like it, it kind of feels like you're on edge or at least writing it I want it to feel like you're on edge a lot and things are getting worse and you just like you you don't want to be here anymore that sounds great <laughs> I feel like people want or enjoy things like that where you're well as long as there's a hint at it so they're not just going and thinking this is sunshine yeah it's the hint where I'm like I don't I'm just not sure how to do that that's why I like the the opening prologue of Hayden killing himself so you're at least like hey this is very heavy material you're about to get into like, this isn't going to be light? Yeah, I feel like that's enough. Yeah, it's hard, though, because you spend, like, or at least it's probably because I've spent so long in the early chapters, you know, like, four years just living there, that now that I'm getting into, like, the darker stuff, I'm like, oh, this just, this feels like, it almost feels like wrong writing it, where I'm like, I feel like I'm betraying someone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, too, if you know, if you buy this book knowing it's, like, classified as a psychological thriller of sorts, that you'll probably know it's going to be. It's going to get to the, the dark thriller part at some point. I was just say, actually, I might almost say that people might be like, when is this going to get dark? Nothing's <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very true, because the first half of it is just like, like I said, it's her life. You're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm getting to here, it, feel, it feels so nice to get to the points where it's like, I feel like there's like the payoff. Like, I've already blown past this event that happens in February with her friend Lauren, and I, that felt, that whole scene, I was just like, I was sitting there, I felt like I was crafting it, you know, of like clay very carefully, like piecing it everything together. And I'm like, this, this is what it's been leading to. This is like <laughs> what I've been waiting for to do this to you. <laughs> it's very evil. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's slowly, and, and that's the, the thing with this book is it, it, I have to do that to everybody in the book. And it's just like this nastiness that I'm waiting to like, uh, get to. And th- that's one of the reasons why I'm a, at least a little bit motivated to keep going is because I enjoy writing those scenes as bad as it is. I really like writing scenes with like a lot of like terror and pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm excited to try and get to more of it, which I mean, I got to do like, Oh, I just gotta do everything in a week. Just gonna be tough. Yeah, that's a lot. Are you gonna write about prom? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I. Oh, trust me. I've already prom was one of the things I was so excited for. I wrote the big scene that I wanted to happen back when I first started this book because I'm like, I know what I want to happen there. <laughs> And then I just have to, you know, that's the bullet point. And then I just have to build up to it, like her going to prom and then everything after that. Cool. Uh, Other than that, I think those are like the big things. It's going to be hard deciding what to do after I finish everything and going back through and deciding how much to edit before I show it to anyone else. Yeah. Like before you guys see it, it's like, where am I going to get to a point where I'm comfortable with you guys like reading it? How many more years? Because I, I, I really want to get, like, the language more consistent so that if you point out anything, I'm like, I already know my game plan is to have her do, like, more exclamations 
in between you know things that happen or between what people say so i'm prepared to write more of that mm-hmm. well that's that's been my tome i guess do you have a Yay. short-term goal yeah my, it's, it's one week it's finished my, yeah my short-term goal is my long-term goal <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's to finish my whole book oh god God, I'm almost thinking of just writing out the bullet point scenes, like not even writing introduction or outro stuff. It's just writing the scene itself, and then seeing like what to do around that. Because I'm at the point where it's like I can't spend all this time trying to think up like like how she gets there, what she does after. Yeah, I'm like I just I gotta form this stuff later. Yeah, because you can always see that. Yeah. Oh boy. Well. Thank you for letting me rant about my book for 40 minutes. The The more I talk about this book, the more it's just like I have to have someone else read it before being like, no, it's just it's so difficult. Like, I don't want her to be nasty, but she needs to be nasty. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're so far in the weeds that I'm like, I just I really need you to finish it. <laughs> so I can even know like what you're talking about. What's happening? Maybe I should, like, give you the first, like, month or something, and then you can read it. Nah, you could just finish it. That, too. You gotta, you gotta do it. Because, again, these are all problems. These aren't problems, I feel like, with, like, a first draft book. These are all problems with, like, hey, does this all work together as a whole thing? Yeah, this is, like, questions I'd ask my proofreader, where I'm like, do you think it was okay here that this happened? Yeah. Right, and so, and so the fact that you're worrying about all this right now, just don't don't worry about it. It's right. Yeah, it reminds me of like how, like I was saying, like I was so happy that I found a way to transform the scene with her cousin into something that I really wanted it to be. But it's like I can't describe what it is or how it works versus what it was before where I was like, maybe I'm just going to cut this whole thing because I don't feel like that comfortable with it. And But now it's like you guys just have to take my word. It's like, I did it. I fixed Trey. I did it. Yeah. DS to buy one of those like cheesy inspirational plaques that's like, don't worry, just right. Yep. Keep calm and right on. I just need to plaster this whole room with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing on the wall. Just keep writing. Just keep writing. She's <laughs> having fever dreams. It's just more, I, th- I feel like first drafts are supposed to be a first draft. Yep. Yeah. And again, I feel like everything you brought up today is all a second draft issue when you read it over your, again yourself and figure out if this stuff works. Yeah. Maybe it's because in my head, like, I feel like it's been complete to me. So as I'm writing it out, I'm like, I really need to hammer this down before I continue further. Yeah. So do you think you can finish? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Yeah! <laughs> But I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna see if I can do it. I I feel like if you if you can hit a good rhythm, because do you how much of the end of the book do you have pretty much figured out, or is it still just big bill points? Again, like the thing is, it's it's almost all bullet points that I'm like, this is what I need to do. And it, my biggest things that have been stalling me is stuff before and after and sometimes when i'm at a scene where i'm like i need to get natalie out of this room and i'm trying to think about how to do that that's usually where i just waste most of my time you know just not writing yeah because i i get i stall and then i start procrastinating and looking at other things instead of thinking about that then at some point like when i'm cooking for myself i'm like oh okay she'll get a call from her mom to tell her to come home yeah well what about that bet 
Bet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, he fiended. He played dumb. That's, that's why I'm, I'm thinking of being real nasty and just, like, just filling it in with, like, this happens and this happens. And then I'm like, technically, you can read it start to finish and understand everything. <laughs> I mean, we didn't really <laughs> make a lot of rules for this. <laughs> so that would work. Yeah, that's true. I did just bring it on you just for this occasion where I can just make it up. Can just bend the rule. I'm, I'm still trying to at least like, at least for the bet's sake, I want to get all the bullet points in there and rather than like the scenes that are like uh, hovering around them. It's sort of like how I said that like my th scene for prom is written where I'm like, technically I could skip that day maybe. There's still some like jumps in there that I'd like to soften. But I could skip that day since I have what I want in there. And the last chapter's been done since very early on where I was like, this is, this is like so easy. I have, what, like 3,000 words of the last chapter already in there. Oh, really? Yeah. It's because I'm really big on like, I want I want to know how my book begins. I want to know how it ends. And I'm like, uh, the, the way my book, the very last line that ends on is... The most permanent thing in this entire book. The first line is permanent, and the last line is permanent. I'm not changing either. Do you usually write the end of your books, for like early? I did it for Ira. I did it very late in development in Long Day, and I not for Incorrigible. I think that one was mostly discovery writing. But most of the things I do, like I have an idea of where I want it to end, like the final image I want it to like end on like i'm very big about like i want my stuff to wrap up nicely it's always the stuff in the middle that slows me down that's where i stop you write the endings to your books ian uh no <laughs> you don't no i mean i know the ending but i'm not writing it down oh, okay i always write it because i'm most concerned with how i want it to tonally end so I write it until I get it to a point like the end of this book's been the most like at least revised or drafted. You know, I, I've edited it three times that last chapter, I think. And I've like expanded on it and stuff. It's because I'm really concerned with like I just I want it to end exactly how I want it to end. See, I not not to poke holes in your in your idea. <laughs> Here we but, go. But if if we look at how long it's taking you to write this book, I feel like the middle is the most important thing, you know. Which is why I don't focus on the beginning or the end because that's stuff that I can easily rewrite and tie together. It's the middle stuff is the hardest to write. Yeah, but I don't like writing that, and I'm like, well, the end's gonna need a lot of editing anyway, so might as well do it now. <laughs> But again, how long did it take to edit that? Did it take four years? No, it did not. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for the pep talk. <laughs> it's I don't know. I don't, I don't pay attention to the end. <laughs> so I'm more yeah. worried about that middle. But I'm more worried about the 18 hours in the middle that's really hard to fill and make interesting and keep people along. Ian's mm. books are no romance and no end. <laughs> <laughs> Well, definitely the no romance part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get back to filling out that middle, I guess. We salute you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no. From in our tombs. <laughs> Just playing taps. <laughs> As we get lowered. <laughs> I'm lowering you guys in, and I'm knee-deep in my tomb already. Going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the lid's closing as seven days on it. I'm like, wait, tapping at my typewriter. <laughs> the old typewriter. 
<laughs> yep. Let's scream what we always scream.